Hi, it's Jacqueline Coleman and I'm back with the Wine Lifestyle. Today is October 18th, but it is also Global Champagne Day. So if you're not already celebrating with a bottle of bubbly, I suggest you go out and get a bottle of champagne. Not that you can't celebrate every day with a bottle of champagne, which is totally acceptable. Um, But just a reminder, champagne is only from Champagne, France. You may see champagne on the bottle of sparkling wines from California or other regions, but please remember that champagne is always from Champagne, France, and the only place that champagne comes from is Champagne, France, true champagne. So I suggest at some point you do visit the region if you love um, drinking champagne because it's not only a beautiful region where there's lots of sparkling wine, but there's a lot of history, a lot of culture, and it's conveniently located about an hour train ride outside of Paris. So you can hop on the train in Paris and be in Champagne in an hour and um, be tasting some of your favorite brands there. So when you are traveling to Champagne, here's a couple things to remember. Um, there are a couple places that you can stay. I mean, there's there's many places you can stay, but if you're thinking that you want more of kind of a city feel, you're gonna wanna stay in the city of Reims, um, which is R-E-I-M-S, and that's the main city in the region of Champagne. Uh, you also have the option to stay in the French village of Ypernay, which is close by, it's a little bit south of Reims, um, but you're gonna get a different feel there. It's more like a village, Um, a little slower paced life, less activities and entertainment to do. Whereas if you stay in Reims, you have access to restaurants and entertainment and bars and that sort of thing for after tasting activities. Something to remember uh, when you're booking wine tastings in France in general, but also, you know, primarily in Champagne for the sake of this conversation, is that you want to make sure that you book ahead of time. I know in the U.S. we can travel to Napa and and other wine regions around the country and kind of slip into some tastings and and do it spontaneously. That's not necessarily the custom in France, so it's always a good idea to do your research ahead of time and find out if the champagne houses you want to visit actually do accept visitors because not all of them do. And some of them have various types of tours and tastings. Um, Some of them are scheduled, you know, on the hour type thing or other ones they just request that you make reservations when you're coming. So it's important to, to check that out depending on where you want to visit um, because there, there might be different rules and, and regulations to that particular house. So another good idea is to kind of stay in the region where you want to taste at the majority of, of the houses there because transportation can be a little tricky unless you hire a driver. Um, But if you go out into the countryside and that sort of thing, it might be a little hard to just grab a taxi whenever you need a a ride. Uh, So it's a good idea, for instance, if you want to taste at the majority of the houses in Ron's, then stay in Ron's and, you know, it'll be a little bit easier to get a taxi from from tasting to tasting. Um, You can visit Bouve Coco, Champagne Pommery, Tage, Runart, GH Mum. Rotorer, those are all uh, located in Reims. Whereas, for instance, if you stay in Ypernay, um, there's L'Avenue de Champagne, um, which is a kilometer long street that derives its name from the many champagne producers that are headquartered there. So, Moet Chandon, Perry Jouet, Boissel, um, so those are some of the names of the houses that are located in Ypernay. 
So it's a great idea to do your research before you head over there and find out, um, you know, if you can visit the houses you want to visit and where they're located and and base your housing, um, your stay around those places. So, of course, in Champagne, you have small producers like Champagne Apollonis, which is basically a a basement operation um, in a tiny village outside of of the main, you know, Ypernay and, and Rons. Um, and then there's the huge cooperatives like Nicolas Filat, um, which is located near Ypernay and they pump out 15 to 20 million bottles a year in a massive state-of-the-art facility. So you, it, the spectrum of, of visits is, is wide. So Again, it's a good idea to do your research. If your favorite champagne producer is a small one, there may be a chance that they don't accept visitors. Or maybe if you reach out, they'll welcome you with open arms into their small facilities. So, you know, do do your research before you head out there. Again, it's super easy to get to the Champagne region from Paris. Um, I wouldn't recommend driving. Traffic can be kind of crazy in that area because France is somewhat of a commuter city to Paris. So there are people that live in Champagne and commute to Paris for work. So the train is definitely the easiest way to go. Um, there's also a lot of history in the area. So when you're visiting Champagne, think about all of the wars that happened in, in that kind of northern area of France, especially World War One had a huge impact. And when you go down into the caves, the Champagne caves that have been there for hundreds of years, you'll see markings on the wall and you'll realize that what was happening, especially during World War One, is when there were so, so many bombings happening, the people in the cities were going down into the Champagne Caves and they were actually living down there. There were schools down there and, and little spaces for homes for these people. So some of them lived in, the, in, in this area for up to a year, um, but it was a safe haven for the folks who were unfortunately um, in the middle of, of all of this fighting. And so when you think about the impact of not only, you know, you have this, this incredible sparkling wine, the champagne, that is the symbol of celebrations and happiness. And, and yet you have the juxtaposition of um, the casualties of war and the weight of of those two things is is very heavy when you're in the caves and you're thinking about all that has happened below ground in Champagne. Um, There's also in Reims, there is the Cathedral Notre Dame de Reims, where Joan of Arc uh, liberated that area. Um, You're gonna wanna see the Carnegie Library, which has some really cool art deco and um, that which was built obviously through the generous donations of American steel magnate Andrew Carnegie. Um, so there's an American tie there too, but there's just, there's so much history in this area. So I encourage you when you go visit Champagne, that think of it as not just a wine tasting trip, but also think about the impact of history on that region and how it's been destroyed and rebuilt. Um, so many times and and that really does add a a layer of complexity to um, that bottle of champagne that you're drinking and the history that goes into it. Anyway, I hope you take some time today to celebrate champagne and learn a little bit more about the region and why um, that sparkling wine is so special. 
Stay tuned for the next one. Have a great day.